if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And before going into the episode today, here are some benefits about being a Venture Notes Premium member. First of all, do you know that Premium members get their NFT member pass? This NFT will open the door to private access to events, content, and so much more yet to be designed. It's a long journey. The first 50 member access pass collection could be considered as the OG collection, the Genesis collection. And second of all, Premier members are also invited to join our early stage startup syndicate called Olive Capital, where we mostly support pre-seed to Series A startups in the EU and in the US in B2B SaaS, crypto and consumer tech. We are embracing the model of a media-driven early stage investor. Please note that Olive Capital does not provide financial advice. You need to carefully consider your own financial situation and take a risk diversification approach. While the return profiles looks attractive, members are aware that venture capital is a very difficult asset class where all the invested capital is at risk. And now let's move into the show. The technological possibilities for bringing music into the virtual world seem endless. All that's missing is an artist-driven breakout moment, as Pitchfork would say. The fate of any new media format depends both on the underlying tech and on the content it delivers, and music has always seemed bound for interactive multimedia spaces. A few attempts by Björk in 2011 and Radiohead in 2014 were early such pioneering experiences, but the practical utility for fans wasn't often very clear. Even when the experiences were thrilling, it was difficult to see who could buy the gear for them and how often they would want to go back for more. Two years in, after the pandemic started, it seems like remote interactions over a smartphone or a computer screen are suddenly the norm and a virtual music future that was always supposed to be just around the corner appears once again to be almost in sight. Bloomberg Intelligence has predicted that the metaverse, loosely defined as an always-on internet made up of 3D virtual worlds where users take the form of digital avatars, could be an $800 billion market by 2024. It seems likely that music will play some part in this virtual future. The terminology used by those who work in virtual reality varies widely from metaverse, multiverse and mixerverse to VR, augmented reality, extended reality and mixed reality, as do the sorts of experiences the terminology describes. Applications for music in the metaverse are similarly varied. This is where PatchXR, a Swiss-Danish startup, comes into play. PatchXR is a technology company founded by artists, hackers and XR experts, blending the emotional power of music with the possibilities of world-building games in the metaverse. PatchXR is building Patchworld, a user-generated content platform for interactive musical worlds with a fully integrated creation system. It connects creators and audiences in an economy designed for Web3 and XR. Creators from various skill levels can use Patchworld to build and share interactive digital assets, songs, stories, or complete musical worlds where you can dig into a complete collection of interchangeable blocks that blend music and visuals with gesture and interaction in real time. Imagine the Minecraft of music. Audiences looking to engage with immersive and interactive musical content can have a casual fun together by entering PatchXR growing library of interactive content made by their users and PatchXRs, filled with instruments, narrative games, and fully immersive shows. In these shows, the audiences can step inside the recorded media and interact. Imagine Spotify meets Twitch, but you can walk around and play. 
in this Runway Series Originals number 57, we meet Edo Fuyu, co-founder of PatchXR. In this five-part episode, you will discover an exceptional team of artists, hackers and XR experts, a unique vision to develop an immersive environment for creators in music, the technical complexity to create such an infra, the monetization opportunity with Web3, plus so much more. What I would like to highlight from this episode is the obviousness of Web3 in the roadmap, but also the pragmatism of the team, which wishes above all to understand the behaviors and the creator audience psychology in extended reality, without an overfitting solution with Web3 that would be embodied too soon to a problem that the team would not have studied and observed enough. This is a message that I find particularly relevant and valid, whether in music or in other creative expression form. Rushing to incorporate Web3 too soon will not necessarily speed up the resolution of the problem, but will add technical complexities, which can sometimes defocus. I am sure you will love this episode, so let's get right in. In this first part, we learn Edo's unique vision on immersive digital environments, while understanding the role of gamification. So, yeah, uh, in terms of immersive digital environments, uh, we are seeing uh, a transformation that, of course, started with the internet, where people start accessing communities regarding of their local space. You could start meeting people in the other side of the world start sharing these ideas. That has changed completely how we think and communicate. But now we are in, the, in a new wave where technology has transformed so much that we can step inside of these environments. And for a long time was a bit more of an academics or big corporations game. But today is becoming more accessible thanks to the new devices and the affordable technology has been pushed by some of these corporations, but it's allowing a new type of creators like like starting, you can see a, a lot in music or in media now, you can build complete worlds from your computer. So you don't need to have this big investment and this is getting more and more accelerated. So these environments are gonna become more uh, talking for to, from small communities because you don't need to please that big uh, budget regulation, so it doesn't need to be a marketing-driven development. It could be an art, from an artistic point of view. And what we are seeing now is the game engines and game technologies are going to be at the forefront of this, of this uh, new revolution, if we must call it that. And so you see the, like, the race of Unity and Unreal and how they're empowering like smaller groups to come up with ideas that were very difficult to think before. So the beginning of gaming was like mathematicians and high level engineers, but now it's more artists and more like, uh, yeah, more sentiment driven content that, that, yeah, is allowing us to tell and to experience new types of stories that we can play with. So for us, or for me, I believe that we're transitioning from a state of static media, like videos, sound, which will not be completely replaced, but now it's opening to a, a time where the media is going to become immersive, interactive, and social, and will not be limited by your social, by your social economic, or physical boundaries. So it's going to allow a new, uh, more people to play with this. 
So, well, yes, like I was mentioning before, in terms of curation, uh, that's also uh, giving the baton or the voice to larger uh, communities that, or a larger set or range of people that don't necessarily need to be very big in numbers. So we are seeing a more personalized content that identifies with a group of people and then you can start uh, connecting, not like, like, think about movies before you needed these big budgets and then the, the stories that were made and the stories that were shared needed to tick a lot of boxes in order to be able to come to the big screen. Now as these new communities are raising, uh, more independent stories, more like the things that were being neglected before for the lack of, of reach are popping out. So the curation is starting becoming more decentralized. It's like you can find your communities and, and yeah, hear or play with these type of stories. And we believe that like at the beginning of, of cinema, Animation start playing a big part on on how sounds were were put in, like into the stereo because you needed to see or hear these uh, objects or these uh, characters moving from one side to another. Now, when immersion is becoming so important, spatial sound and these ways of feeling present are going to become uh, again in the forefront. Because for a while, uh, even if it's such an emotional. Uh, creation, emotional uh, power, like when it comes to music, uh, you can create this has been always a little bit in the back seat. So it's going to become a more of an integration between the sounds and the visual and let people play with this and like adding the interaction and let them actually explore instead of just being in an, an, a passive seat, which uh, opens to the question if this needs to be gamified. But like gaming has evolved quite a lot. That's why I was mentioning Pong at the beginning. It was some of the first uh, uh, great ex uh, examples. But today, you can have games about walking simulators, about like point and click. So the the, the game aspect because it's expanding so much that becomes a little bit difficult to know what people mean when it comes to gamification. But if we focus on the interaction and making it playful. We can then decide if we want to have these open rules or very, uh, very guided experiences that just get you through some of these uh, kind of more conventional game, game mechanics. But it's going to be the interaction is going to be in the forefront, which opens also the type of collaboration that these interactions are going to open. Because now uh, dealing with trying to connect between artists and more technical people has always been a problem. The same happens when you are creative and, and talking to brands. So with these new spaces that require so many disciplines and, and uh, yeah, technical skills, but also sensitivity. So it's going to become a new way of like, it's going to be so important to, to find these new languages that allow people to come together. So it has been seen a lot in theater, for example, where you have the stage designer, you have the technician, you have the choreographer, you have the, the, the actors, and everybody needs to come together to create this piece. It's, it's, uh, a lot of parallels has been created there. And the interesting part is that the audience also going to be part of this uh, dance of disciplines <laughs> somehow. So it's very, getting quite interesting uh, 
to see. There's already some of the, the, the beginning of that trend, but I think we are only at uh, the beginning uh, as the tools become more accessible and the tech more available. In the second part, we learn about the complementarity of the co-founding team and the co-founders overlapping philosophy, open world creation, and putting the interaction at play to make people together. So yeah, we come actually from a, a little bit of a interesting, well, I guess, uh, peculiar uh, background. Most of us come from the creative or the digital arts. I have uh, I have a, a, like a big background also in engineering, but creating creative technologies mainly. And a lot of the philosophy that I've been uh, championing to build a team here is basically combined from my my like my start as a, like a, I used to play American football in college, and before that, did a lot of sports, martial arts, and and things that teach you how is the disciplines and, and also how to combine multidisciplines in order to put a, a team together. And it's, this is also very, like, you can see that in a rock band as well, because it's not about having the best bass player or the best uh, drummer, it's how they play together that makes the, the magic happen. So the, the, the harmony between these players doesn't doesn't need to be very peaceful, but it's, it needs to be a conversation that then people help each other and inspire. So that's something that you see in sports, in music, and in this new type of developments. So for us, uh, so I started this uh, uh, like a, a project doing what it was uh, like a build your own instruments and let people explore sound, like if they were an inventor of, of music machines were inspired by Rick and Morty and make people super confused that I put them into these new worlds and maybe give them the chance to, to maybe in this world you can make music because there's a lot of traumas when it comes to that. Uh, it's like a lot of defensiveness. And at the same time, uh, my co-founder Melody, she, got, she came from the contemporary arts. She was doing this uh, fantastic, fantastic work called Hanahana, where you can come in into this uh, Dali-esque uh, worlds that is like going inside of a painting and co-create in a multiplayer environment a forest made out of women's hands using virtual reality. So you could be in a museum in New York and somebody else could be in a museum in Paris and we could be in the same virtual environment co-creating these worlds. So if I just put the, the, the one-liner of both projects, they sound pretty different, but under the hood, there were a lot of uh, overlapping uh, philosophies, which is open world creation and putting the, the, the interaction and creativity at play to get people together. So we use this uh, philosophy to come up together and create Patch XR, which combines world building with sound technologies. I met her, we were part of the same uh, because we started very early, both of us, in, in parallel. She was doing her project and I was doing mine, 2014-15. And we met in Malmo during a gaming conference because those were the only places where you could showcase the, the, this work. So we were the only VR people doing things in there. And I was, uh, she was showcasing her theme, part of the Swiss delegation, and I was part of the Danish delegation. Uh, we were doing a concert 
uh, where there was a rock band uh, in stage in this big uh, in the big party of the of the of the conference, and then a VR person playing with the synthesizers, uh, and and then we just met, uh, we ended up uh, having a great party, and we help we keep helping each other uh, throughout the struggles of being a creator in this new medium, and then uh, we decided to make a jellyfish together, and that's how we 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 saw that we could combine our vision. Thank you for listening to this trailer. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And amongst a few other things, such as discount codes to events and tools, you get early access to our upcoming podcast agenda and full replays. See you very soon on Venture Notes, venturenotes.co.